Alright guys, welcome back to the Treehouse Radio. As always, I'm your host, Hazel Hayes. And today I am doing the season finale, as it were. I know I've been away for a few weeks now. I had COVID and some just life stuff came up that just got in my way. Um, But here I am now. And this will be the last episode. I'm thinking until March. Don't worry, I'm not stopping the show. There's no, like, extended hiatus. I'm just taking the next couple of months to uh, script and uh, record a batch of episodes for you guys, and hopefully the content that way will be better, <clears throat> more consistent. Maybe not better, but more consistent. You know, we can only want so much. So <clears throat> today, I'm just going to, like, you know, uh, talk about some of the things that I have written in my notes at random about cannabis and um, etc. Uh, I'm going to run with one of my scripts that I was going to do in the beginning, but changed my mind and started running guests and all that. So, uh, I would like to start before I even roll the intro music, I would like to start with a quote from George Carlin. And I may have mentioned it on the show before. I think I have, um, the quote reads, I always have a joint somewhere near me hidden and I hardly touch it. But when I'm writing something perfectly straight, perfectly sober and I really pour it out well the next day one hit of pot and it's punch-up time and with that sort of judicious use I find there's real value in it most of the things we use for creativity unfortunately don't always let us leave them alone but pot does and thank goodness for that Um, and with that let's roll the intro And we're back. So, you know, uh, I've been wanting to run the strain of the week. Um, today's strain is a, uh, let's say cultivar. Because that's probably better nomenclature to spread. And, you know, it's better to use in educating people because strain in horticulture doesn't really exist. Like the term strain in horticulture doesn't really exist. It's cultivar. Um the cultivar I'm, uh, I smoked today, uh, right before I started the recording, actually, um, rolled up at the park. You know, I'm chilling on the stone benches down by the walking trail. <clears throat> I thought it'd be a really cool day to do it. It's chilly out, you know, not a lot of people walking around, and the scenery's still really nice, and this is one of my favorite spots in the park. So I rolled up, and I've got things to do today, so I don't want anything that's incredibly intoxicating, like the trop scream, you know, that I praise. Or even the Jack Kerr that makes me tired. Uh, so I busted out my deep cuts. Uh, I got some popcorn bud about the same time I got the Trop Scream. And I've been, you know, of course, storing it properly. Sealed glass airtight jars in a dark spot with a uh, Bouveda pack. You know, so it's been chilling for almost like a month. And I popped it out. And it's a Blue Nana. Uh, it's also just like Trop Scream from Progressive Grow Labs, but it's uh, just some popcorn, bud. Uh, it's, I think it's testing like 16.78 on the Terps, or not on the Terps, on the THC. Um, and honestly, it's not bad. I just finished the J, uh, and I'm feeling pretty nice. It's not overwhelming. I'm not feel, I don't feel heavy. I don't feel overly intoxicated, but I have 
<clears throat> a head change, um, and it's feeling nice. Um, this was actually a really good place to smoke it. The buds that I got um, were incredibly purple, like dark purple, almost almost bordering on getting black, and uh, hasn't hasn't really hurt it any. Uh, I like it a lot. I know that sometimes that uh, the leaves and things on cannabis can turn purple due to weather conditions. The colder it is, uh, the pur uh, your leaves will turn purple and things like that. So, you know, <clears throat> but other overall, I would highly recommend it if you would, uh, if you're looking for something chilling, you know, something light, something that's not going to break your bank. And I swear by progressive popcorn, progressive popcorn, progressive popcorn buds, are like, uh, they're sold on the bottom shelf, but they're most definitely mid. <laughs> so like, uh, it's pretty good. So, <clears throat> you know, um, I'll talk a little bit about <clears throat> cannabis as a whole today. Um, this is more, a little bit more educational, um, a less, uh, less current events, less, uh, uh, the thematically driven. This is more about just like, let's talk about the plant, you know, uh, let's talk about this, uh, life giving, life changing, beneficial herb. Um, so I talked to my friend and that will come out. This is the season finale, but I have one more bonus episode and, uh, I want you to be aware of that. But I talked to my, I had an interview with my friend, um, in the city and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but it was more like just in passing. But we have um, what they call an endocannabinoid system in us inside of our bodies. Um, humans have been evolving next to cannabis for so long that, and we've been using it for so long as a species that um, our bodies. I mean, we already have endocan. We have an endocannabinoid system. And the endocannabinoids are stimulated by the cannabinoids uh, from the plant. You know, <clears throat> the two main cannabinoids we always talk about is <clears throat> THC and CBD. And THC largely affects the CB1 receptor, and that is found in your brain. And the CB2 receptor is, like, found throughout your body. Um, I'm sure the CB1 receptor is also found throughout your body, but... It's primarily uh, clustered in your brain and your spinal cord. And so THC, that's why you get this euphoric, heady high. Um, even if it's indica, you're still going to get a little head change. You know, you're still going to get a head change because of the THC. We, we've, through prohibition, we have become better cannabis farmers as a community. And there was a point in time where where the uh, cultivators were breeding out the CBD because CBD will bring you down. So if it's, there's too much CBD to THC, you don't get as high. And the more THC and the less CBD, the higher you get. So, um, so yeah, uh, CBD is very beneficial as well, but those are the two main cannabinoids we have in our um, that we know a lot about, and as prohibition starts to lax in across the states, not federally uh, at the moment, getting closer, uh, but you know, uh, more state orientated, 
uh, more research is being done and we are finding, you know, we're being able to, oh, let's see. Oh, all right, let's go. As more, uh, you know, as the states uh, start to lax up, slack up on uh, prohibition, we're finding and doing more research into the different cannabinoids like Delta-9, Delta-8, uh, THCs, um, uh, what does they call it? Um, there's a whole bunch of them. I don't even know like half of them, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I do, ju I, you know, I do well enough to remember the uh, terpenes. Um, that's why cannabis has such a symbiotic effect with humans and does so many things to heal us. Because our endocannabinoid system is primarily responsible for keeping us in a state of homeostasis. Uh, that's why they're finding that certain cannabinoids... This is not an endorsement to say you don't need to go get vaxxed if you're smoking. But, like, that's why um, they're finding studies. Uh, they're doing studies that certain cannabinoids help block uh, you ca uh, from catching COVID because the, C uh, the CB2 receptors, I believe, um, help keep your, body, uh, keep your body's immune system boosted. Uh, it's very interesting, you know, because uh, I think I mentioned this on the, the bonus episode too, but me and my really good friend, we've been joking since the start of the pandemic that we're not going to catch the Rona, quote unquote, because <clears throat> I know that that's not proper, but we're running with it uh, because uh, we smoke so much, you know, our lungs are coated and, you know, nothing's, no, no kind of respiratory sickness is getting through there. And unfortunately, as I mentioned in the intro, I did indeed catch COVID two years in, of course. But, you know, I was also vaxxed. So <laughs> it hit me a lot less than it hit some people. But, I, I, you know, I, I credit that to the vaccine and a good immune system. Also, I smoke a lot of cannabis. Like, uh, I don't, I'm not like out here uh, smoking it, burning it down, but like, I smoke every day. It's just something I got to do, you know. Um, it helps me get in the right mindset to be a human being. I know that sounds real sketch whenever we're thinking about the Zuck or whatever, but honestly, like, smoking makes me feel better and also anxious and aware of me as a person. You know, that's kind of like the thing about cannabis is that cannabis... through all of its cultivars is unique you know uh, cannabis is unique to itself but also as individuals we process things differently we metabolize things in our body differently and we'll all metabolize cannabis a little different than one another you know there's some people that can't smoke it at all because it metabolizes far too slowly in their system and one hit is like smoking five bowls for like you or me you know <clears throat> um there's some people that can smoke it and never get high because they metabolize it so quickly you know and everything in between uh i'm sure there are certain terpenes that people may be may be allergic to because terpenes are found in all things you know all things with fragrance has like a terpene um a mixture of terpenes. That's where we get our natural scents, you know. 
Um, every plant has a terpene profile. And some plants we're allergic to, uh, or, you know, like ragweed, uh, pine trees. I know a lot of people here in Oklahoma who are allergic to pine. But pine is a key ingredient in a lot of cannabis. Um, pinene, um, I think it's alpha pinene, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, pinene, which is the terpene found in pine trees, is a bronchodilator. But if you're allergic to, to it, it's not going to be very good bronchodilator, you know? Um, helps with your respiratory. Uh, <laughs> these are the things that are like... As a person who was at one point in the past a new cannabis user, you know, I started smoking when I was 14. Nobody told me anything about this. I learned about THC being the primary chemical component in cannabis that gets you high. But I didn't hear about CBD until it was starting to become legal in a lot of these states. I think uh, up until Colorado was legalized. You know, and I was not 14 at that time. I was, I was older, you know. And that's kind of like the thing. It's, I wish I had known this going in, not because it would have swayed me or my opinion, but it might have swayed me to be more open to cannabis uh, because I smoked cannabis sporadically from the time I was 14 until the time I was 25. And at 25 is when I became a cannabis consumer, you know, where I was buying cannabis frequently and using it frequently, and with that came uh, this sense of anxiety. But my spiritual friends will call what I was doing with this anxiety shadow work. I was taking bits of myself and weighing them against, is this a good thing that I want to keep about me, or is this something that I need to change for myself? You know, and that's made me a vastly different person from the time I'm 25 to the time I'm 30. So over a five-year span of time, cannabis has brought me a very long way. Um, it's, helped me, uh, it's helped me stay focused on the goals that I want to achieve with my partner. And it's helped me stay focused on this show like the primary focus of my show always is cannabis at least when from my point of view my guests might you know have certain things about them that I also want to talk about but cannabis is always on the front forefront of my mind about this show because we are named the treehouse radio I named the show that before um I even decided I wanted to do it about cannabis up until I read um uh David Bidenstock's book, How to Smoke Pot Properly, I didn't even know what I wanted to do my show about. And I've been wanting to do some kind of internet show since I was in college. Um, now I'm doing it. Like, that's, that's the thing. I, I might not have a you know, crazy amount of listeners yet. Uh, hopefully season two will bring in some things. I have some ideas for some promotional schemes. But at the same time, you know, uh, I just like doing this. I like talking to you guys about cannabis. I would love that if, if I have any regular listeners, you guys just follow the, like the show's Twitter, you know, hop on the show's Twitter, hop on the show, uh, hop on my, my Instagram, um, the show's Twitter being, uh, at Treehouse Radio One and my Instagram being Hazel Hayes be smoking. Every word has an underscore after it.
except for the smoking part, obviously. That's it. And uh, I, I post I post pictures of our grow because uh, me and my friend, my partner, we uh, we're growing a batch of cannabis together. It's turning out really nice. I post pictures on my Twitter sometimes, but I post a lot of pictures on my Instagram. Um, I post pictures of the butt I'm smoking, uh, the gear I use, how I roll J's. I have videos of me rolling J's, which I roll a lot of them. <clears throat> so, you know, <laughs> if you guys want to follow me into season two, if I have any regular listeners, please hop onto the, the social medias, guys. And like, you know, ask questions. Uh, I would love to do a listener question segment, um, uh, conversate. You know, I'll run polls, things like that, um, because I think that it'd be fun. I think that as uh, Oklahoma, as an Oklahoma cannabis community, we have so much potential if we can uh, discuss what it's like being a cannabis user in Oklahoma and deciding as a community where we want these laws to go, because as a community, we have the power of our vote, you know, if nothing else, it's like, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Stitt, but there's a lot of things about cannabis law in Oklahoma that's better than other places, you know, um, take for instance, we can have eight ounces of cannabis, we can possess eight ounces of cannabis flour, we can, uh, possess an ounce of cannabis concentrate, and we can possess 72 ounces of cannabis edible, or uh, infused edible, THC enhanced edibles or whatever, you know, and that's the largest amount in the whole country that any legal state can possess, we, we can possess the most, those aren't individual, like, that's not like, oh, you can have one or the other, no, you can have all of that at one time in your home, and 72 ounces of edibles is ridiculous, an ounce of concentrate's ridiculous, especially when we buy it a gram at a time, you know, so, it's just food for thought. I just think that <clears throat> where we are right now, we're in a good place to grow as a community. I see a lot of great shops opening up, a lot of great uh, uh, cultivators becoming dispensaries like Kind Origin. They're amazing. Um, I know that Progressive Grow has a, has a dispensary going up in Tulsa, I believe. All amazing. Mm. Sorry, guys, I had to pause and <clears throat> take a quick drink. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> like I was saying, <clears throat> there's some great dispensaries coming up. Like, uh, I really want to take a trip to Tulsa. Just, you know, go right up to Tulsa just to try out Progressive Grows Dispensary, man. They're, honestly, they're one of my favorite cultivators. Them and Kind Origin are amazing cultivators. And they have a really cool shop. Uh, matter of fact, in Kind Origins shop, dispensary, they just opened up here in Ada. I uh, met the uh, founders of Middy's Medicinals <clears throat> and their products for edibles, because I've had trouble with edibles my whole life. For an edible company, they're fire. I think they got best can uh, canagar in the state from the Oki Cup. Um, 
and their drink mixes. That's that's it. That's where it's at because uh, <clears throat> they make these like liquid drink mixes for like you know you mix like you pour a drink of something and you mix this uh, liquid into your drink and it's 20 milligrams of uh, THC. <clears throat> and I will say that that THC felt delicious. I believe um, what they were telling me was. They started the company because they had a problem with alcohol in, in the family. And these drink mixes uh, and cannabis helped them move past <clears throat> this alcohol problem. And that's just like, that, it's things like that that are beautiful about the medical market in Oklahoma. You know, uh, I also really like Midi's Medicinals as a company because on a lot of their products, they will list what terpenes are prominent, what, like, the, and the terpene percentage of that specific terpene, it's very, like, that's what I want, those, that's the information I want on everybody in Oklahoma's packaging, if anybody is hearing me, if any cultivator in Oklahoma is hearing me, THC is fine and good, right, CBD is fine and good, I wish there was a little bit more CBD in our, our cannabis, but it is what it is, that's all fine and good. The main things that I want to know what's in the bud that I'm buying, the cannabis that I'm buying, is the terpenes. What terpenes build up this flower's flavor profile? What terpenes build up this uh, aroma? <clears throat> because the terpenes are just as important as the THC in dictating how your high is going to be, right? Like, limonene is very good for anxiety and depression. It, it has an elevating effect. Like I said, pinene is a bronchodilator, <clears throat> you know? Uh, I believe it's uh, marcine, beta-marcine. I believe, don't quote me on this. I'm, I'm unprepared for this episode. It's spur of the moment. It's season finale. Woo! You know? Um... But I believe marcine has a sedative effect, you know? Those are the things that go into making your cannabis unique from cultivar to cultivar. And those are the things that I would like to know when I'm purchasing. Um, you know, if you don't tell the bud tender, how's the bud tender going to tell me? And if the bud tender doesn't know, it's not going to be on the jar for sure. But, you know, it is what it is. That's just the newness of the market and what people, it's branding. You know, people see high THC, they think that that's the best and they get that. Not knowing that high THC is pretty common, guys. You know, let's not play. High THC is a very common aspect of cannabis nowadays. You know, ever since we started growing it inside to like dodge the cops and their helicopters, the feds as it were. But, you know, um, now that we're a little bit more knowledgeable as a community, uh, I think those are the things that most of us want to see on products. Um, most of the people I talk to, most of them, not all, are interested in what the terpene count is, what terpenes are in it, um, which terpenes are the most prominent, um, things like that, because they know that if they smell a bud, you know, there's certain terpenes that we know, and we know what smells we like because we know what kind of high we like, but that's all, like, over years of learning, you know? And don't even get me started on the prohibition bud that smells like paper bag, you know, uh, the, the, the brick weed, as we used to call it. 
with no terpenes. All of it's dust and it's all dried out. Um, but that's the kind of thing that we want to know. We're spending quality money on it, you know, hard-earned money on it. And it's like THC is fine and good. That will tell me that I will get high on it. But I want to know what kind of high I'm going to have on it. And that helps the bud tender help me make a selection. You know, I pretty much know what I want at this point. But at the same time, there's a lot of people coming into this that are new. And this information is so overwhelming. <clears throat> That's why I always, <clears throat> if you are a new cannabis user, please get Leafly. Um, I have some qualms about Leafly, but nothing so major that I'm going to tell you not to use it. Because I use it still. Um, Leafly is a very valuable resource in finding out what terpenes are in what strain. There's a lot of uh, cultivars um, that aren't on there because we're making cultivars every day. Anybody that has a male plant and a female plant can breed genetics. It's more complex than that, of course. I'm not, I'm not saying that you know breeding new genetics is easy. I'm just saying we have new strains every day. There's things that <laughs> that's why we have so so much to choose from, and being able to narrow it down to the terpene profile would help a lot of consumers. Um, I know I've been rambling on this bit for <clears throat> a minute now, but I just think it's very important. I think as a community, um, an Oklahoma cannabis community, I have not found a single person in it so far um, <clears throat> that has been unkind or unfriendly or, you know, uneducated. Everybody that I've met has had a good foundation, if not better, in cannabis <clears throat> and knowing what cannabis does and how it affects you and the endocannabinoids. A lot of people are becoming knowledgeable on that stuff. Uh, <clears throat> but I can't wait to see what the rest of this 2020 year um, has to say on the matter uh, of cannabis, especially on the federal level. We have several, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, we have several bills um, floating around in uh, politic land. Uh, one on the, you know, on the Republican conservative side wanting to federally decriminalize and legalize cannabis and one wanting to do similar things on the Democratic side. Neither one of them would be an amazing step forward into the future of actually bringing a legitimately helpful herbal-based medicine to uh, the citizens of the world. Because once America decriminalizes or legalizes it federally that sets precedence for other countries i know that that sounds ridiculous because a lot of other countries kind of have been looking down on us in these last years but in things like this it is very important it shows us as a country uh to be more progressive and tolerant and it would also help uh maybe unbankrupt some states from the prison industrial complex as well so you know, those are the things that we have to look forward to and we have to fight. Uh, some good resources to know, uh, to get into the activism space of cannabis would be uh, normal. Uh, they are a, uh, a cannabis advocacy group that started, I think, back in the 70s in California. And they've moved nationwide, you know. They're like every, like, they've had hands in every state's legalization and they fight for, uh uh, 
uh, cannabis prison sentencing reform and um, expunging records of uh, people imprisoned on nonviolent cannabis offenses. <clears throat> Those are the things that we as a community honestly need to embrace. It's, it's one thing to enjoy the herb, uh, to enjoy the cannabis and partake uh, of the spirit of it, which is giving and kindness and sharing. But we all need to embrace advocacy for this as well. And I'm honestly, I haven't seen a single a single uh, Oklahoma cannabis community member not embrace some sort of advocacy for this plant. And I've never heard anybody not speak out. But it's just something to keep in mind as a group that we're all in this together. You know, we all believe in something um, to tie it way back in. Uh, to the uh, lazy stoner trope, a lot of people see stoners as lazy, uh, unmotivated, um, selfish people. But in all honesty, um, cannabis users have been fighting for the right to smoke cannabis forever, you know, since uh, before any of us were born. And maybe when some of us were uh, barely born, you know what I mean? Um <clears throat> It's all a part, it's all a part of the experience. We are not what we have been made out to be, and we need to show the people that we aren't. And the more states that domino and follow suit with some sort of legalization has been great because now the narrative is very in support of just legalize it. So I know I've rambled for a while. That's just kind of what I do. I sit here and I talk to y'all. <clears throat> And I hope that y'all talk back to me eventually. Uh, <laughs> input is always welcome. Um, I've been sitting out here for for a little while, and the show's hitting about the 30-minute mark. Not too crazy long for you crazy cats. Um, I will be back for one more episode next week. Um, and then I will be, will be on break until season two, which will come out, will start coming out around uh, March or April. Um, but I'll keep you posted on all the social medias. Just because I'm not posting new episodes um, doesn't mean I'm not on my socials. I'll still be there, but I'm just working on the show to bring you a better, uh, a better production, um, better all-around show. I want to bring you guys the best show that I can. I am part of the Oklahoma cannabis community, and I want the thing that I bring out to be as good as it can. You're just going to follow along with my mistakes until we get to the, the apex pinnacle where I'm, uh, where this is the, uh, the Oklahoma Joe Rogan show, uh, but for cannabis, hosted instead of Joe Rogan by Hazel Hayes your friendly neighborhood stoner. And until I see y'all again, you can find me again at Treehouse Radio 1 or on Instagram at Hazel Hayes Be Smoking. Just space all of those words, right? It's none of, that's not one word. They're all their own individual word. Instagram has such a weird tagging mechanism. It don't matter. Hazel Hayes Be Smoking. And until I see y'all again in the coming months, I love you and peace out from your friendly neighborhood stoner. Deuces. Oh yeah, and I almost forgot. Uh, this week's outro song is 
My Cat's Got a Drug Problem by Jude Joseph. Please check them out on Apple. You stream, uh, they're streaming there. Uh, Spotify, I believe, as well. And um, support their music at Bandcamp.com. Jude Joseph. All right. Now let's roll the outro. Plastic chairs and my restraints They block my view of the straight pain The crisis coming down the rain Well maybe I'm just going insane 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 And I hate to think about it I know it's all my fault I've got it hooked and now it's blatantly clear because now my cat's got a drug problem I'm not afraid of the backyard Sitting out here isn't that hard I wouldn't mind a drink and a chat With anyone that's not a cat A cat A cat About it. I know it's all my fault I got it hooked and now it's blatantly clear Because now my cat's got a drug problem My cat's got a drug problem Selfish a prick To her away for her own good Me alone again is like I should I should I should And I hate to think about it I know it's all my fault I got a hook and now it's Blatantly clear because now I hate to think about it I know it's all my fault I got a hook and now it's blatantly clear because now my cat's got a drug problem. 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 My cat's got. 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 My cat's got a drug problem.